It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You're listening to the COB podcast here at AusBiz. It is June the 6th. I am lucky enough to be joined today by Carl Rotter. Of course, I'm David Scott. Uh, Carl, uh, what was your overall thoughts of the session that's been? No, there wasn't really much to it. Let's be perfectly frank. We had uh, obviously a lot of sluggishness coming through the ASX 200. The broader region performed reasonably well and um, US futures are up, but... Um, yeah, really not much moving the markets to start the week. Maybe a little bit of a reaction to, to NFPs on Friday night. Energy sector outperforming. Um, banks and miners um, underperforming. And there you go, half a percent lower on the A6200. What do you make about this uh, choppy price action we're seeing at the moment? Uh, of course, we saw those payroll figures come out in the States. Uh, look, really confirming it's kind of like almost a sweet spot. Not a real great acceleration in, uh, in wage pressures, but uh, still solid hiring coming through. But the market reaction was pretty savage yet again. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just think it's um, it's still an environment where investors are looking for excuses to um, sell, um, and there's not that many reasons to buy. I mean, you know, the, the macro picture isn't fantastic. The policy settings aren't fantastic, and we're all kind of waiting now for the downgrades to come through in profits, and everyone's still worried about, um, you know, a sort of a downturn in growth materializing, you know, in most parts of the world in the next six to twelve months. So. You know, as far as the chop goes, I think the the basics from from a macro point of view is again, um, you know, we're still in a, a pretty crummy backdrop for for investment markets, um, and everyone just waits for bad noise to sell and um, sell sell into into any rally that actually materializes. Yeah, it was interesting today. I found it uh, no fascinating. So Chinese stocks resume trade after having a long weekend, uh, up and about. Really big gains coming through, including in, in bulk commodity futures as well. But there was zero reaction in the mining stocks. Actually, there was probably more weakness than anything else. The uh, material specs did close by 0.9% lower. I reckon that just says that all that optimism about China's reopening and like all the follow-through effects has now been entirely priced in, discounted by the markets. Now it's over for the data to go and show as well. And uh, certainly the other uh, data out today, the Kaijing Services PMI, uh, nothing really to go right home about then, a third straight monthly contraction. Less firms reporting uh, no weaker activity than the month before, but still a pretty gloomy outlook. But you can't read probably too much into it at this stage because, of course, still impacted by lockdowns and the like. Yeah, you sort of ask yourself, is it going to get any worse? And I think that the sense is, is that it's gotten as bad as it's going to get, but we just haven't had those green shoots yet, even despite the fact that we've got policymakers, both the fiscal and monetary side, pulling a few levers to try and um, you know, extricate the Chinese economy from this slowdown. You know, we haven't hit the inflection point fully yet. Have some good conversations today. I had some great conversations. Mm-hmm. I had a great one with uh, with St. Wong from Prime Value Asset Management. Uh, some stock ideas and uh, you know, more broader aspects as to whether he thinks that this is you know, an opportunity to go and dive into these markets, or whether it's time to be a little bit cautious still and look for further downside here. He reckons that there's no the lack of capitulation that we have uh, not seen. Uh, suggests that maybe there might be some more downside to come, but uh, comes across with uh, a few ideas out there at the moment, including some beaten up tech names as well that could be on the radar, even a consumer discretionary name as well, uh, which has uh, been you know, dealt a little bit harshly over recent times. Another stock figure as well that came on the program was Tom Wagner from Marcus Today, uh, giving us uh, some takes as to some of the stocks he likes 
out there in the current marketplace, including in the energy services and infrastructure space. I won't give away too much detail there. That's just one of his three stock picks today. Uh, another company that was out and about today was Ordinate. Uh, it's one of the fan favorites here on the Ausbiz platform. It provided a trading update, and it was a pretty positive one, all things being equal. So we thought we'd go and take the opportunity today to go and make it our stock of the day. So Koshi sat down with Nathan Somersundran from Deep Data Analytics and Gaurav Sodhi from Intelligent Investor to get their take as to whether uh, Ordinate is a buy at these levels. Take a listen. We have a buy on it under $7, so I think it sneaks in as a buy. Right. Um, I think you need to look at this over the long term because the results today and next year and even the year after are really insignificant against the market opportunity that this business has. Yep. Um, I've spoken about it as a, as a mini monopoly in the making. It's As an investor, the, the holy grail is to find an unregulated monopoly and I think one is being formed here. So I, I'm still, uh, I still think this is a stock you want to own for a long time um, yeah. and if you don't have any, I, I think there's still an opportunity to buy it now. Um, but uh, it, it could get cheaper still. You'll get somewhere around six bucks again. Right. And I think that's when you load up. We, I think last time we said this is a nibble because simply because the market over the next, I still think for the next couple of months is very uncertain. Yep. There's a lot of macro headwinds that are going through. And you know when, when the macro moves are hitting these tech stocks, everyone's gonna get hit. It doesn't matter how good you are. So right. Ordinate will probably see some selling. Um, and I reckon around six bucks, you just accumulate. At that point, you just buy, nibble, yeah, right. buy it, accumulate it, and grab right. I think this stock, you know, potential to double over the next two to three years. Right. Uh, things always happen faster than what you think, and mm. you know, sometimes it takes longer than what you think. But in reality, I think the underlying model is solid enough. You back it. And there we have it. It's a, it's a buy. Uh, they'd like to be buy it in cheaper levels, but hey, wouldn't we all want to be doing that when it comes to things that we like? Uh, the, one of the best tech names on the local bourse, according to those two lads. So yeah, it's definitely one to go and keep a close eye on. ADA Ordinate, uh, certainly that uh, you know, tech side of the equation, uh, you know, audio, visual, hi-fi, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, we know that you know, particularly coming out of lockdowns and the like around the world, people want to get out there and see live entertainment and other things as well. Uh, so one to keep a close eye on. Yeah, at least Teddy Sher, perhaps. Uh, all right, let's get to tomorrow. RBA. Yeah. What's going to happen, do you think? Because uh, everyone seems to be unified in the belief that the RBA will hike rates, but no one can agree on how much rates will be hiked. So out of the conversations you've had and uh, your experience in markets, what are you looking for, mate? Uh, well, I mean, I really liked um, David Sikolsky's comment from the last call on Friday, which everyone obviously should, obviously should watch back to, just because it's always a, a hive of laughter and enjoyment and good ideas. Um, but he said that basically the RBA will probably hike by 25 basis points, but they probably should hike by 40 basis points. And that seems to be the really compelling narrative that I'm seeing out of the whole situation is that um, typically conservative, they might wait for that wage um, price index data next time around to really start, um, you know, firing up the, the interest rate hikes if they need to. And that's, you know, show signs of, of building wage pressures. Uh, but by the same token, if they were, you know, true to their mandate and they were true to trying to, to get inflation down, well, there's probably a long way behind the curve. We have no idea where the neutral rate is um, in terms of um, the, 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 the RBA and, you know, Australian interest rates. Um, but you could probably say with a fair level of certainty, it's not 0.35% or, or, or whatever. Um, so we need rate hikes, 
course is probably still technically accommodative. So, you know, what are we waiting for in terms of, you know, putting the pedal to the metal? Yeah, everyone knows my views out there. I want the uh, the, the board to go hard and go early because I think it would go and save them the, uh, the risk of having to go and do that later down the line and maybe go and risk a, a big policy error, which we don't want to go and see. Mm. But well, we uh, did have, sorry to interrupt, too, just the DMI inflation gauge coming yeah. out at 1.1% uh, for, for last month, which is as high as it's been as from a month-on-month basis since we started taking that survey. So it just goes to show those inflation pressures are there. Yeah, so look, uh, that's another justification probably to go a little bit uh, harder now rather than go and wait. But it's one of the things I've been thinking about because there's this school of thought, particularly amongst the economist uh, community and the like, that uh, we want to go and get the cash rate back to kind of those quarter-point increments that we've seen in the past and I just wonder whether that might actually go and work against that view of thought because imagine the RBA trying to go and sell this oh we did a 40 basis point hike because uh, we want to get back to 75 basis points it's like part of the thing I'm not sure that would go down well with households and businesses and the like I think they would want to be setting our policy based on the, uh, the actual economic trajectory in that sense then like, no, if they want to go hard they probably should go 50 but uh, whatever way they go certainly tomorrow I think it's going to be a pretty interesting outcome how they go and sell it who knows will we have another press conference after, uh, after the uh, decision is made it seems to be the modus operandi for the time being. But RBA, of course, doesn't tell us in advance. They're going to tell us after the event. So we'll have to go and wait and see what happens come 2.30 uh, tomorrow afternoon. Make sure you go and tune in as well. I've got a, an all-star cast to go through that as well. So I've got to, no, all that covered for you here at 2.30 p.m. here on Ausbiz. Uh What do you reckon, Carl? Is there anything else that uh, we should be covering off uh, before we go and wrap it up? Uh, I mean, I don't think so. I think we keep our powder nice and dry for the RBA tomorrow. Obviously, markets are taking a sort of a quieter start to the week, so nothing too much to report on. But that's going to be exciting. We'll have plenty to talk about tomorrow, so we'll uh, we'll keep our energy and um, we'll keep one eye on that uh, that uh, two thirty decision out of Martin Place. All right, as we go to where I can see uh, U.S. futures currently up about half a percent. The other uh, broader index today down about 045 percent. Magellan was the absolute uh, stone motherless last performer on the index today. It was off for over thirteen percent after announcing more fund outflows uh, over the course of May. That, uh, that stock has really been sinking recently. At the other end of the spectrum, there was some, uh, some buying coming through again in Woodside shares. Uh, and I'm getting a lot of fan favorites, including from the broker community at the moment. So that's just a couple of the names out there and about today. But uh, it was a pretty choppy session nonetheless. We'll see what Tuesday brings. Until then, goodbye. See you, mate. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.